Welcome back to the Snowmobiling Podcast. Today we're going to continue our series of the 2015 snowmobiles and today we're going to have Steve Cowing, Media Relations and PR Manager. Steve is the guy that is in charge of all the uh, media, uh, magazines, TV shows. Uh, uh, he also instructs the, the dealers on, uh, on the new products. I know Steve well. I've uh, dealt with him on many occasions at the snow shoot and uh, press releases and uh, he's the guy with all the info. Okay, on the line with me uh, is uh, Steve Cowing, a Skidoo Media Relations and PR Manager. So, Steve, uh, how's the 2014 season, uh, 2015 season uh, coming around right now? I'll tell you what, it looks really, really strong. Uh, last year we had a great winter, as everybody knows. Uh, it was a long, protracted winter, which for some of us, we loved it. Some others that don't love the outdoors may not like it as much as we did, but uh, strong sales across North America for us and really good spring break sales. So we're looking forward to this year and really getting going. Do you think? Do you think a lot of uh, dealers were surprised at the f- phenomenal uh, snow season we had this year? Uh, I mean, after uh, a few years of uh, dry conditions, all of a sudden we get hit hit with uh, a really good year of snow, and um, you know, sales I, I imagine were just uh, phenomenal after all the snows snow came. Well, it's really been two straight years for us, which has really been good news because uh, two straight years of good good snow and long seasons. That's really translated into great sales. You're right. And uh, the dealers pleasantly surprised, but I think they're pretty confident that when it snows, they are going to have a good year like they had last year. Yeah, I guess. The problem is, is planning for it's difficult. Yeah, I guess we're hoping for for many more years like that to get the get the industry all fired up again like it used to be. Uh, uh, looking forward to it. Okay, so um, the 2014 season, um, the new models that you, that you came out and uh, updates to the uh, to the existing models. Uh, how'd that uh, how'd that season go? Our team was very strong, and again, uh, something that's really been key for ski is we've been working really hard on uh, durability, quality, and reliability. And those elements have really paid off for us because our sleds right now, we've got virtually no issues with them. And the, the people, they're wise to that. They're, they're seeing that, hey, look at the Skidoo's a proven machine right now. The technology's high, but they're still delivering a product that lasts and doesn't break down for us. And that's really been working out well for us. So we see a lot of... Uh, a lot of good feedback from consumers on that and a lot of reaction on the sales floor to it. Highlights of a 2014 sled. What model really surprised you and say, wow, that uh, that sled just performed, you know, probably more than our expectations? Well, we just have something in two categories. You look at the mountain segment and, and the Summit SPs, uh, basically 154 in the United States, maybe more so 163 towards the uh, BC area. Uh, those two sleds are really strong for us. Uh, and the models, the sales were very good, uh, sold out early in many cases, where we didn't have the inventory to, to keep uh, up with demand, uh, which is a good problem to have, in a sense. Yeah. Then in Scotland, uh, Renegades continue to grow. Uh, Renegade segment is very strong there. Probably the strong one, the surprise of it, was the Ace 900. Uh, the strength of that was a very good package overall, and, and the, the sales numbers on it backed it up. Yeah, I think uh, when the word got out about that 900, uh um, the, the, the good uh, uh, reviews that it was getting, uh, not, not surprising. Uh, that, that's a phenomenal sled. Uh, uh, really performed well for us. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was a good one. Yeah, overall, that 900 motor was uh, well received by the market. Comments at uh, the spring shows when people have been riding for the year were you know, phenomenal. They come back and said, I, I, I was surprised at the power that it had, the speed it maintained, uh, the way it pulled, the gas mileage return on it. They were all very, very happy with the product. Yeah. Okay, um, so uh, I guess we should tell people uh, um, um, who you are and, uh, and, and where you came from uh, to uh, your career at uh, BRP. Uh, so, so where did you start in, uh, uh, at BRP? Well, I started at BRP as a, a sales coordinator back in Wausau in 1991. Uh, I was originally, CD uh, would use sales coordinators successfully with their sales force internally uh, to contact dealers and resolve problems for dealers. So I started on that on the Skidoo side back in 91. And then from there, I uh, moved back to being a district manager in Minneapolis again after that. I was a district manager for eight years and then uh, moved to racing, did the race manager's job there, at, combined with the PR manager's job at the same time. That was a, a full plate to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun job, but it's difficult to keep everybody happy in racing and then also to do the PR manager's job at the same time was quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. So eventually in 2009, I went back to being just a PR manager and media relations guy and that's what I'm currently doing at BRP. Um, love the job. It's, it's great in the sense that I get exposure to sell guys like yourself. Uh, I get exposure to the marketing department where we can uh, we discuss all kinds of ideas. 
uh, be it marketing the product, be it product ideas, be it all kinds of stuff uh, across the gamut. So it's really been a very rewarding uh, spot to be right now. And uh, your son, your sons are, are involved in uh, in racing season last year. Uh, I seen on the, in the uh, uh, regional series and also the uh, the uh, the big ice sock series. I seen uh, one of the boys. He did really well. Uh, how'd, how'd that go? Oh, we've been involved in racing ever since my boys were four and five years old. So they raced on. Uh, we we actually painted Kitty Cats yellow, so they'd be skinny yellow for them at that point, and then built everything from the mod sleds for the one twenty all the way up. But uh, last year was really good for us. Uh, Spencer made the move to semi or the pro white they call it now. He made the move to pro white halfway through the year. Um, made a bunch of finals. He made over fifty percent of his finals and put a lot of the big sponsor guys in the trailer early, which was very proud of him for doing that. He rode hard. I uh, was, you know, probably pretty wide eyed for his first year in that class, making sure he didn't, you know, do anything wrong and and uh, you know how you're a little apprehensive your first move up like that. But he did he handled it well, did well there. Um, Preston, on the other hand, uh, he suffered from a foot injury, but was uh, running sport class. And they both ran at the national level at ISAC. We didn't uh, didn't do too many regionals, uh, but at the national level, was it's competition's tough if you've been there. You know what it's like. Oh yeah. Uh, sport class is very tough. Just getting through the first turn sometimes is the toughest part. But he does well there too. He made a bunch of finals, and, and that's really key in that class when you start off with seventy or eighty kids. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, what are the what are the plans uh, for next year? They're actually going to take a year off. We're not going to race next year. Uh, boys are concentrating on college right now. Good. So they're, they're, they're going to get their degrees. You know, one's going to be there. One's working on mechanical engineering, and one's working on marketing right now. So great. Their, their focus needs to be, you know, getting their school degree done first. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's important. Um, racing's all fun, but uh, you got to look at the edge of the uh, the job after. <laughs> that's exactly right. We want to make sure when they're done racing that they've got a career. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's uh, get down to uh, business here, Rob. Uh, the 2015 season, you got some uh, new models, some great updates, uh, some exciting colors. Um, let's uh, let's uh, start with the 2015s, um, the the MXZs. Uh, let's uh, let's discuss them um, at length. Well, you know, obviously, flagship of that vehicle is going to be the the XRS. Um, really, the, the key for MXZ this year is probably the RS two front suspension, RAS two front suspension. So the RAS2 really kind of cleaned up the front end on those vehicles. Um, some people thought they were a little nervous and dirty, so we've resolved that issue. Um, it really tracks very straight. It's a, it's a unique way of approaching the, the solution. We just linked the, uh, or raised the top. With the RAS2, what we've done is we, we've raised the top balls only 12 millimeters, and it really does clean up the, the, the front end the way it works. The, you know, the, the spindle is tilting back and forth as it goes through its travel, but what's key is the carbide is staying straight. That's what's making contact with the snow, and that's the part you want to pay attention to. And really cleans up that fine a lot. I think people are going to appreciate that. Uh, Gordon, have you had a chance to ride one yet? No, 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 I didn't. Uh, I uh, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, this. Okay, I know most of the crew at that at Snowboard Canada had a chance to try it, and those guys were really impressed. But uh, it takes the nervousness out of the front end. That's going to be key for the MXD guy that really wanted to track really straight, true, and uh, deliver uh, what I would call an aggressive or maybe a little faster ride with very straight tracking. That, that's where he's going to really appreciate that one. And that, that uh, that's on uh, which models? NXZ will be on the, uh, the TNT, the X, and the XRS. Great. So, and uh, what else? The rear, rear suspensions. Um, what, uh, what's, what's going on in the MXZs of the rear suspension? you got the, the great uh, R-Motion, R uh, which is uh, uh, loved by everybody, it seems. <laughs> yeah, R-Motion is truly... Uh, it is a benchmark. I mean, uh, and that's not me that's calling it a benchmark. It, it is the media guys that are calling it a benchmark. They use that as a measuring stick for everybody else's wrist suspension. So, pretty proud of that fact that, you know, BRP was able to deliver such a really good key component there that works very well across our lineup. Uh, and the secret to that whole thing is the fact that we're separating the spring and the shock. Um, you've got the shock traveling on one motion ratio that is very inactive in small bumps. So it's the springs that are mainly doing the job and the small chatter and the stuff, you know, the little uh, braking bumps heading into the turns. And it's the uh, shock that then takes over when you get into the big bumps. So it starts to get, you know, more stiff as it strokes through its travel and you're using more and more shock as you're getting further into the suspension travel. So the key behind that whole thing is separating those two things on that rear arm. And that's what really makes it work well for everybody. Right. What, uh, what upgrades uh, uh, went on with the R-Motion for uh, 2015? 
Not a lot of change around motion for 2015. It's been pretty successful as it is. I mean, we've got it in the ACS version, you know, that we use in the GSX and the, the Grand Terrain already. Uh, we use it in most uh, 137 length tracks. So there's really not a lot that has to be done with that one right now. It's getting pretty dialed in. Fantastic. Okay, so let's uh, let's uh, go go through the MX lineup. Uh, what uh, what do we got uh, standard on on the MXEs this uh, this year? Well, again, actually, that's would be the, the KYB Pro Forties up front, and then in the rear suspension, that's a a fairly sophisticated. It's basically it's the exact same shock that we use on the racetrack. Uh, it's as high quality shock as you're going to get. Uh, the last two front suspension, uh, the arm motion rear suspension, uh, with all the adjustability on those shocks. That really makes it, you know, so you can tune it. You've got the quick adjust option uh, on either an X or an XRS if you chose to do that in the spring, which is really a neat feature because it moves the adjustment on the running boards where you can get at them much easier. Um, you've got the, the control box block in the back where you can adjust it, the transfer of your suspension so you can either get a lot of transfer to the rear or you can keep the front end planted. Those are, are very common features throughout the motion that really help a person tune the ride to where they want it to work. So I hope people are paying attention to that and they're trying different studies on their emotions and getting the most out of that rear suspension because that's very important. Um, other things on that would be, you know, inch and a quarter tracks, uh, rip saws on most of those more aggressive machines. Um, in fact, from TNT on up, that's pretty much standard for us. So other than that, you're looking at the, uh, you know, clear handguards that are new this year, a pretty aggressive paint scheme that was, <laughs> I guess you could say it was debatable in the spring, <laughs> how you would put it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let, let's let's go through the the, the MXE lineup. Uh, let's. Uh, uh, how many models you got um, uh, in the MXE lineup right now? Let's talk about the uh, the MXE XRS. Uh, basically, in that one, what you've got is an XRS, uh, what we'll call Rev XS, excuse me, RS platform. Basically, that means that you've got the racing uh, reinforcements in the chassis. You've got the wider running boards. Um, you've got a more forward steering post. So you're basically moving the, the steering post forward on that. Like it's a more aggressive riding position. Uh, Suspension-wise, arm motion rear suspension, definitely the proven suspension. You know, like I said, it's a standard of, uh, of measurement for most other people in the industry. They kind of look at it and say, okay, is it as good or as bad as an arm motion? Where does it stack up? Uh, KYB Pro 40 piggyback racing shocks. Uh, the KYB Pro 40s are far and away a very, very high-quality shock absorber that come right straight off the racetrack. It's, it's exactly what we run on our race sleds, um, and they work extremely well. And then, you know, we could also talk about the suspension-wise, I guess, the RS2 front suspension. So the RS2, now, with its, uh, you know, its new spindles, they look cool. Uh, letters, letter arms on it, so it's lost a little bit of weight, but the real key is the geometry behind it is very clean. So the guys encountering bumps, it's going to be very stable, and it really is a big difference for such a small change, so I think people will be quite happy with that. Yep, I mean, it, it comes standard with the, uh, the Piat 5.7 skis, uh, Racing brake system on it. It's a X, what we call Rep XPX narrow seat, so it's a little bit narrow, a little bit taller, so it's an easier transition from sitting to standing. Um, ripsaw track is a 1.25 on it. Uh, we use aluminum hook handlebars on it, so you know you can really grab it in the turns and really, uh, I guess, really you feel like you've got control of the machine when you're you're leaning off of the vehicle. And those those are handlebars are standard across our lineup. All those things said, it still does come with some pretty nice features like Rotax electronic reverse, so RER is part of it. Electric starts part of it. Uh, we have a, a good handlebar control, so it's, it's really it's an aggressive machine that still delivers on all the features that you would want. Uh, a couple of new things we did after this year too would be uh, transparent handguards. Uh, it's a bigger handguard; it protects you better in the wind, but you can see through it. And it's amazing how much of a difference that makes perception-wise about being able to see where you are on the trail. So uh, I invite people to take a look at that. That's a, it's a, an option you can upgrade your older sleds too if you choose. It's it really does work well. And then we have an RF desk key. What do you mean that as a, a radio frequency desk key? So you remember the beep beep you used to hear when you turn up the bell once in a while? That's gone. Uh, all you need to do is make sure this needs to be within like 10 millimeters of the socket design on it. And it does engage that way. So you're not relying on metal to contact. So you've got really good connection just by being in proximity of it. And you won't have the beep beep sound to it. So. Yeah, that's the same type of technology that's in the automobiles now. It's kind of proximity keys. That's uh, that's nice and handy. Can you, so you, you can keep this right in your pocket, or uh, no? No, I wish we could. No, it's got it's ten millimeters distance. You got to be with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that was a nice idea. We, and I'm, I'm sure that the thought has crossed everybody's mind. And maybe at some point it will advance to that. But 
today for sure it's not there. You know, and then, you know, you had a couple choices with that vehicle like that. You know, you're going to get an $800 e-check or you get a 600 HOE check. Yeah. So, our top, top line two strokes and then uh, quick adjust was a, an option for you in the spring. Or you could also maybe on a track side of things pick the Ice Ripper XT track. So, yeah. there's a few things you can choose there back and forth. Yeah, and by the way, the electric colors there too. Some uh, red, and, red and yellows. There's some really bright, uh, you know, nice colors uh uh, I guess they're going to appeal to some and maybe not to, to others, but uh, they're definitely going to be seen on the on the uh, on the trails for sure. Well, you know, and it's an interesting split on uh, how people felt about that. But we sold an awful lot of the red and yellow when people saw it, uh, and then that's the key. If they saw it, they, you know, the pictures online are always tough to look at and make a judgment call on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's bright. It's brilliant. It, it's this is the kind of vehicle that you know you want some attention with anyway. Yeah. Um, black, everybody can do black. But this, this red-yellow car is really kind of bold. Right. So, kind of cool that way. So that sled comes with the uh, 600HO uh, E-Tech and the uh, 800E-Tech? Uh, yes, right. You get both the top-line two-strokes there. So. Yeah, and E-Tech, as you know, I mean, that's been a marvelous motor for us. Reliable, they'll get out in uh, good gas mileage, good oil mileage. So yeah. people appreciate that. More than anything, what they really appreciate is the clean, crisp running of that motor. I mean, when you started, it's up and running, it's ready to go. There's no way. So. Yeah. And uh, the other models, the MXE-X and uh, MXE-TNT uh, and the MXE-Sport, uh, you want to touch on them? Well, in the, in the X model for the uh, the MXEs, again, now you start out with a XS platform, so you're not going to have the wide running board on that, but this is the most accepted, most used platform we have in the, in the lineup. Uh, people love this platform. So we've got the, the Rev XS with the two-stroke models, and you have a Rev XR platform if you choose the four-stroke. So it's a little bit different on uh, the body work up front, a little more room to protect, uh, protect the rider with the XR platform. Also, you need a little extra room to fit the four-stroke in there. Right. Uh, sus Suspension-wise, it's our motion or suspension again on it. Uh, you get a really good shock package with it. You're going to use the HVG Plus R shocks up front. Uh, KYB Pro 40 shock in the very rear. I see the KW Pro 36 shock in the very rear. Right. And then uh, the center shock is still an HPT Plus shock observer, and you've got some adjustment on those shocks, so it really does help get the other machine tuned in the way you want to drive. The aluminum, the rebuild the more redoubtable if there's really something that you want to change for the way you ride, so it's easy to change it too. Um, front end on it, RS2 front suspension, so the RAS2 up front. Um, good looking suspension, and but the most important feature there, of course, is the way it does work for it. Right. Uh, you look at what else is on there, I guess, you know, some key features that people often forget about, Brembo brakes. You know, we use Brembo brakes across the lineup on our sleds. It's a, a very high-quality brake. works extremely well. We've saw track on them. It's 1.25-inch track on the X models. If you chose to go with a four-stroke engine, the 1200, you would be using E-Drive 2 uh, drive clutch on it. Typically, for the two-stroke models, a more common setup, you're going to run the TRAs. Uh, the TRA's a very proven design. It's adjustable. It's kind of nice that way. Uh, QS, really driven pulleys on those, much like all of our lineup. RER standard on it. Uh, I should say it's RER standard on the two-stroke models. It is a mechanical reverse on the four-stroke because you can't spin a four-stroke in reverse. Right. And then electric start is pretty much standard across the lineup. In fact, there is no choice this year in the X model is electric start. And great majority of our stuff leaving the factory these days are electric start. Right. And uh, MX, uh, MXZ TNT. The TNT, uh, by the way, also with the uh, X model, it's important to mention too is that we do get the uh, transparent hand guards and the red, uh, or the RF desk key. Right. So, and the hand guards, again, are the ones that you can see through. Um, nice little feature on them is you can have an LED light that's a signature look to it. And then the desk key that you need to have in close proximity. Really, people are going to appreciate the fact that they don't have to be peeping one another. <laughs> I didn't find that much of a yeah. problem. <laughs> you know what I'm I didn't find that too much of a problem. <laughs> but oh, it's just amazing, though, that you, you, you don't know that key on there or uh, get the desk post on there, right? Yeah. Some guys, they, they don't really remove it a lot, but uh, if you're using it, it's hooked to your jacket quite a bit. You appreciate the fact that it, it's very positive. Yeah. Um, TNT-wise, uh, this year, again, the RS2, RAS2 front suspension. Our motion are both standard in this sled. It's a really good, this is our, our big in-season seller. Uh, this is by far away our, our most popular MXZ. Uh, we sell a lot of XRSs and Xs, but this is by far the most popular machine we make. Um, 
by looking at, you know, overall platform wise, you're using the RevXS. Uh, again, unless you choose the four stroke, then you get in the RevXR platform. So you got our motion and RAS2 on it. Uh, HPG Plus shocks, uh, good quality KYB absorbers on that. So, uh, good performance out of those. Ripsaw track with a 1.25 height on it. You know, this, this, nothing skimped on this machine. It's a good, solid machine. Uh, Brembo brake with stainless steel brake, brake lines. You know, so, again, you're getting some good quality components on that deliver for the rider. Um, IR standard on anything with a, with a two-stroke motor. You're going to go mechanical reverse on a four-stroke motor. Uh, electric start is standard on most of the machines. And then uh, Rev XP X seat again on this one. So you get a little bit taller seat on the MXVs. The idea being transition easy to, to the standing position for a guy that's going to be maybe uh, a little more on the aggressive side of riding. One other point that I really don't mention much is glove box storage. I mean, you know, anyone with the Rev XS chassis does have a glove box in front of the, uh, the gauges, which people really appreciate for extra storage room. And then you've also got storage at the back of the seat in most of these. So, you know, gone are the days when we just stripped them of any storage at all in the name of, you know, just kind of be light, 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 light. Uh, people said, look, we need a little bit of storage room on the machine. So that's back in on almost all of our slots. Yeah. And you got a full menu of engines uh, for the TNT, too. Pretty much everything we make you can get in the TNT. Yeah. You know, so you've got the E-Tech motors, both the 6 and the 800. You've got the 1200 Floor Tech, the 900 Ace. Um, so you've really got a wide choice of stuff to look at there. And again... Really, can you get to as a rider choose what it is that fits your style best with that machine? Yeah. So, pretty wide choice of stuff there in the in the TNT model. When you look at the Niner Ace, what you got there's a, a triple cylinder that's based. You know, the architecture is based right off of the 600. So you got the same valve train on the top, only you've extended it one side over. Uh, same construction on the bottom. Board strokes the same. So we, we basically got a, a three cylinder with the same architecture as the 600 Ace. Delivers really good fuel mileage. Uh, but more importantly, what really has is that nice torque in the bid range that people really appreciate. So the pull out of the turns, that delivers it. It's got good pull up turn to turn, and then you've got good top end speed on it too. So where 600 might have been lacking a little bit for some riders, the 900 really does come through with all that. And, and people are pleasantly surprised with what they see with that performance of that vehicle. They, some of them were doubters saying 90 horsepower is just not enough for me until they rode it. And then they were really like, wow, this thing does work well. Yeah. It's super so, quiet. The biggest issue with 900 Ace guys was getting them to try it. Once they tried it, they fell in love with it. Yeah, it's super quiet. I know. I noticed that. It's super quiet. Yes. In fact, uh, the 900 and 600 Aces are uh, Yellowstone compliant. Uh, best available technology right out of the box. And that's there's such a pretty high standards there so far as noise and, and emission standards that those two vehicles do meet. Uh, one thing about the next about the 900 Ace is the IPC, so Intelligent Throttle Control. And you'll find for 15, what's really unique about that is being able to put the, uh, the thumb lever forward to use it as a finger lever now. So a guy that's a long-distance rider has got a couple different positions for his hand, so fatigue won't become as big of a factor. So he can flip around any long day of trail riding and, and really kind of, you know, stay comfortable all day long. And it's a new experience. Some guys may, uh, may leave it there permanently. Yeah. They might like that better. And then on, on top of that, you've got driving modes. So you can choose between uh, economy, standard, and sport rides in the motor. So you can really good gas mileage economy mode. Um, really what I call filtered throttle, so it's not so jumpy in and out of bumps, would be a standard mode. And then sport mode would be full on. You're going to get a lot of jump out of that engine as soon as you hit the throttle, it's going to be gone. It's very reactive, very quick. So you get three different unique driving modes in that motor and also that learning key you can put on it. So an 900 Ace guy now has got the option of putting learning key on it and letting maybe a novice rider adjust slowly first before you get them all the power that the vehicle has. It's, it's a good family machine in that way. Sounds great. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we yeah, cover that. Yeah, MXE Sport. Yep. When you look at the Sport model, this is obviously a value package right here. The idea is delivering a lot of machine for a lot of value, and then the pricing on these things is very reasonable. People may want to take a look at this rather than a used sled, especially this year when they, I, I think probably the supply of used sleds is going to be down a bit. This is going to be a good option. Yeah. Uh, you're using the Rev Access platform uh, in most cases, which is well in the 600 case. In the, the case of the 600 carbureted engine, you're actually using the Rev XP platform. Both very proven, uh, a little bit different look to the XP platform than the XS, but uh, again, very solid, very cutting edge. 
suspension of the FC5 rear them. It, it is not an on-motion in this one, but still that suspension was state-of-the-art, and it still blows an extremely good ride. Um, so key features on that would be the we're using ripsaw tracks on them. They're inch and a quarter ripsaws. Uh, you're still getting the Brembo brakes. You're still getting an E-drive on the four-stroke. You're still getting a TRA on the two-stroke. So RER is standard on the two-stroke, you know, mechanical reverse on the, uh, the four-stroke. So there's a lot of good features still standard on those machines, and they're very, very price-oriented. Uh, it's a good value. Like I said, it's an option for a guy this year that's considering a used sled. He may want to take a look at a sport model because they're, they're priced right. Yeah. You know, a new warranty on it. You're the first guy to own it. Uh, there's some value there worth looking at. Yeah, sure. Okay, um, let's move on to uh, another model, uh, the Renegades. All right, we're talking about the Renegade for 2015. Probably the biggest news is the XRS there. I mean, this has been a high demand uh, from our consumers saying, hey, we want an XRS version of the Renegade. And what they're looking for is just a little bit of extra length is what it comes down to. Uh, so you got a 137 now with the uh, Rev XS RS platform. So you got a longer suspension for even more comfort, even more bump control. Uh, the forward steering post on that vehicle is their standard. So again, it's an aggressive riding position. Raz 2 is standard on it. Uh, K-Web Pro 40 shocks on it. So it's the best of the best in a Renegade version. Uh, probably a key thing to note is it's a 15-wide track on this one, 137 inches long and 1.5-inch deep lug. Now that's if you ordered it with the Ripsaw-style track because you could get it uh, with a, an ice ripper track as an option in the spring. But I think uh, most of what we still sold this year was the uh, Ripsaw track. Well, very aggressive track. It's, it's really got a lot of bite. But um, everybody that's been on it so far, that's one of the first comments I got as well as this thing hook up in gold places. So you feel the pull right away off of it. And I think that's longer, that longer track really is obviously what contributed to it, but sold the 1.5 lug. Right. And uh, you got the uh, one engine in that, the 800R E-Tech. Correct. That was the only time with the 800R E-Tech. Um, that's where most of the sales are in this segment. And pretty much the uh, the direction we had with it right away, let's just go in our RE tech, see where it goes from here. And really not too much demand for 600 in this type of vehicle. So less demand on the 600 type. Uh, this guy that wants to buy an XRS wants the top of the top of the top everywhere across the line. So that's what we're delivering this one. And you still get the amenities of this one too. Think about it. It's, a, it's an aggressive machine, but you're still going to get, you know, things like RER standard with it, electric starter standard with it. So... It's a good quality uh, all the way around. It's delivering on all aspects, performance and uh, amenities at the same time. Perfect. Okay, uh, Renegade X. Renegade X is, is, again, an extremely popular model for us. Uh, we're seeing more and more switch, by the way. Um, a lot of cross-country, as we'll call it, we call it a cross-country segment with the MXZ, moving to the cross-over segment with the Renegades. Um, I think what you really see in there is people like the longer versions for the comfort, and then the ability to go off the trail once in a while. But Renegade X has really been a, a popular model and continues to grow because of that, uh, the trend that we see a little bit of a shift that direction. Again, here now you're going to rev access platform to start with, unless you choose the four-stroke where you're going to be uh, on the 1200 Vortec, you're going to uh, get the rev XR platform. Suspension-wise, it's the arm motion rear again, 137, Raz 2 front suspension, so you get all the... Uh, the handling qualities that you could get in any of our machines, this is the best of the best again in this. Uh, premium shock packages in these, there are KYBs all the way around. Uh, HPG Plus R's, uh, KYB Pro 36 in the very rear. So it's, it's good quality shocks. They're all aluminum, rebuildable, and revalvable. Um, we are going to change to a 15-wide track on the Renegade X this year. So that's, that's a new thing. We've had 16-wide uh, tracks in most of our Renegade lineup for quite some time, but if we're segmenting them a bit by the trail version versus the off-trail version. So if we feel that a guy is using the vehicle more for on-trail use, the 70% uh, of his time is on-trail, we'd steer him towards a Renegade uh, Adrenaline or we'd steer him towards a uh, Renegade X or Renegade XRS. That kind of guy will appreciate the fact he's going to get a, a little bit easier cornering because the 16-wide doesn't push the skis as hard. Uh, the 15-wide is a little bit easier to turn with. He's going to get a little better top speed and get a little better gas mileage because of those things. And, and we think that's really the key for that. Those guys will appreciate that. The 16-wide guys, the ones that want to go off trail truly, they're going to be steered towards a renegade uh, backcountry, which is, you know, better fit for their use. Perfect. So the, the 16 uh, track comes with the uh, backcountry X and, uh, and the backcountry, correct? Correct. Okay. 
All right, so let's uh, let's get into those models, the Backcountry X and the and the Renegade uh, Backcountry. Okay, when you look at the Renegades, you know, uh, a very popular model for us is the Adrenaline. Again, this is the equivalent of like a TNT on the MXZ line. Uh, big in-season seller for us. Rev XS platform is, is standard on it. Rev XR, if you're going four-stroke. Still 137-inch uh, arm motion rear suspension. Really an effective ride. I mean, this has been called the best riding snowmobile, period. And it really does ride really well because you've got the extra length plus the arm motion on it. So, it's a great rear suspension. Front end, Rav's two front suspension this year. Again, good bump compliance, but more than anything, you've got nice, straight, stable steering that people are going to appreciate. Um, takes maybe some nervousness out that some people have called it in the past. Uh, key feature again here, it's a 15-wide track this year. Now, we've gone back and forth between 16-wide and 15-wide. Again, we're going 15-wide on these trailer versions more because that guy wants a little more top speed. He wants a little bit of gas mileage and a little easier turning. And this isn't something Ski News does randomly, just so you know that we are looking at what the consumers are giving us for feedback. Dealers are giving us for feedback, and this was a requested change. So next year, maybe the proponents of 16 wide will be louder than the proponents of 15 wide. But I'd be quite honest, I think we're going to pretty much stick with the 15 wide in this type of vehicle from now on. Right. And steer the guy towards a 16 wide for a backcountry guy. He's a guy that wants to go off trail a little bit more and wants that flotation. And you get the full range of uh, engines uh, for the uh, the adrenaline and the sport. Yeah, in the in the uh, adrenaline again, that's going to be the one that, that comes with the most engine choices. The guy's going to you know, go with either one of our E-Techs, uh, the Fortech twelve hundred or the Ace nine hundred. All extremely solid motors, uh, returning good gas mileage. That's one thing you'll notice. That when you look at our engine lineup, they're fuel efficient from top to bottom, whether it's two stroke or four stroke, and they return basically class leading horsepower in just about every category. So it's a good, it's a good choice to have. Uh, we're glad that we were able to offer that, and people get a choice. If I'm a four-stroke type kind of guy, guess what? I can have this vehicle. If I'm a two-stroke kind of guy, I can have that same kind of vehicle. It's not forced to go one direction or the other. Right. You choose. Yeah, got a good, good, uh, good choice of engines. So, all right, uh, Renegade Sport. We get the Renegade Sport again. That's a value price machine. We want to make sure that the guys that want a little bit longer track have the choice of getting into this at the right price. We have not offered a Sport until this year in this package. So we've we've got the the uh, 600 Ace motor and the 600 Carb motor into this package to offer a really good price point to enter in the Renegade segment. And again, I think people appreciate that. We're seeing this year with uh, a shortage on the used market a chance to get into a new sled at a very reasonable price. Okay, great, fantastic. Okay, you're ready to move to another segment here, uh, the summits. Oh, we've got some new stuff there, that's for sure. Um, wildly popular this year in the spring for us was that summit with the T3 package. You know, that T3 package with the three-inch paddle on the track is, is really a hit out there. Um, some of the magazine guys have called that, quote, a game changer, and, and that's really what it comes down to. First OEM to offer a three-inch paddle on their tracks, uh, very aggressive in that sense that it moves a lot of snow quickly and allows you to go some places that you really couldn't before. And I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised by how much of a difference that track paddle makes. But then on top of that, we also added a 174 version. So we're seeing a lot of guys that were, were doing a lot of work to their machines after they bought them to convert them to three-inch paddles, plus adding some length to them. Uh, that's a huge expense. So we're giving them a base place to start right now out of the box and I think for a lot of guys, they might also be pleasantly surprised by how the 800 uh, pulls that. Um, they may not feel what they need to go with uh, the big motors. Uh, of course, there's no satisfying some who are going to continue to modify no matter what, but at least you're giving them a good place to start if that's the case. And a guy that doesn't want to modify is going to find that hey, this thing's a very reliable, uh, very solid package for going all around out in the hills. And it gives me places where I couldn't go before. Uh, it allows me to slow down a bit, take a look at a line, and then choose carefully without having to worry so much about momentum. Because uh, that's key in the mountains, is, is momentum to keep the sled moving. Right. Okay, that's a, that's a nice-looking package. Uh, that's a, a spring order, so we should talk about that. Uh, this is available in spring order? Yeah, the only way you can get a Summit X with the T3 package was to buy it in the spring. Yeah. Uh, again, our numbers came back very strong on this package. People obviously had some appreciation for it, and uh, we don't have a bunch of satisfied customers out there on the hill this year. Uh, overall, uh, that machine is, there's a lot of redesign in that package overall. You've got 
different uh, heat exchangers in it. You've got a different uh, position on the drive box. You've got a different chain case. Uh, so you're seeing a lot of change in that vehicle overall to make it work with that three-inch track. And it wasn't just the three-inch track that drove it. There was a lot of other changes that we've been looking at. You know, where can we update? Where should we update uh, to take some weight out of it? Or in this case, we're taking and we're keeping a 174 the same weight as last year's uh, Summit X with a 2.5-inch track at 163 inches. So the guy can go to a longer, more aggressive track paddle and still maintain the same kind of weight that he's had in years past. So it's, it's not an additional weight to come in and do this. And, and that can be seen to be set to the 163. It matches where the 154X was the year previous. Right. Well, the Summit the T3 package includes a bunch of different changes to the vehicle. Let's start with the track. Obviously, we've gone with a 3-inch paddle on it. Uh, a change in the pitch on the track. It's actually a 3-inch pitch on it. Uh, so we, we've tightened up tolerances on it, done things like reduce the material thickness at the edge uh, where we didn't need it. Um, so a bunch of changes in the track itself. Then we go to the chain case. We made it a longer chain case by about one, you know, just a little over an inch longer. It's more clearance in the front of that bulkhead. Uh, that's one of the keys to making sure that you get a, a three-inch track to work. Uh, whether a three-inch fits or whether it actually works are two different things because you still need to pump a lot of air and smell through there. So there's a change there with the, the chain case to make sure that it's truly engineered to work with it together. Uh, the heat exchangers have been shortened up. Uh, we're using a little less heat exchanger, but we're leaving at the rear of the sled where it's most effective. I made some changes to the T-motion rear suspension also. Um, especially the 174, we had to move it backwards a little bit to rear arm mount. It, it works better that way. It uh, doesn't get such a lever on the on the suspension to lift the skis so easily, so it stays a little more planted on the 174 because it's a big change in length there. I've uh, got lighter axles in it. We've got lighter wheels in it. Well, much things to reduce some weight on it. We put a new ski on the front of this thing with the three-inch track called the DS3 ski because with that much track, you want to make sure you also have the front end that can bite too so it turns when you need it to. And then the last two front suspension is part of this package mainly because of the weight loss. Uh, obviously, you want to take as much weight out of the mountainside as you can so with the last two front suspension being lighter, we did put it in this package also. So that kind of gives you a snapshot of what we've changed on that one. Nice, nice package. Nice looking package. I wish I was. I wish I was talented enough to uh, drive something like this to its uh, potential. <laughs> well, it, getting all of this potential is tough. But you know, remember, man, this makes it a, one of the key points about the summit with the T three package is it makes a, an average rider better. Yeah, it takes a guy that's that's you know maybe not as skilled, makes him a better rider almost instantly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Summit X. Um, it's the uh, the regular package. Yeah, some of the extra returns again for this year, again, it's been a very solid package for us overall. Um, good popularity in the springtime. We still use all meaning the same components we've done in years past with this. We got a little bit different in that we're offering a sea level calibration this year. So a guy that lives in uh, the flatlands that wants truly the length of a summit can could have ordered one of these and gotten it with sea level calibration. So we wouldn't have to go back and, you know, change the springs and the, the weights in the collection, uh, maybe possibly gearing and what have you. So out of the box, is going to be delivered to work in the lower elevations for the guys that want that extra length. Um, probably key for most guys to know that. I'm not sure that was really... Uh, hopefully, it was, hopefully, the fact that you could get a summit C-level package was uh, communicated well so people that wanted them could get to them. But we did sell a fair number of them, so I know it did get out there. Right. And again, now the, the RF desk key on these vehicles, all of our summits are going to come with the RF desk key. So, nice option to have. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, uh, let's go to the, uh, the other uh, remaining models here, the, uh, the SP and, and Sport uh, uh, models. Okay. So the Summit SP is by far our biggest seller. It doesn't have the, uh, the fancier shocks that you're going to get with an X. Um, it may not be a little less of a, a colorful so far as the paint job on the snowboard, what have you, dressed up a little bit. But it is a solid, solid machine. It comes with all the good features you'd expect. You know, the Rev XM chassis and the T-Motion rear suspension, the Flex Edge track. They're all part of it. You get your choice of an 800R E-Tech or a 600HO E-Tech motor in it. Um, so you've got a really solid machine right out of the box that we find is, is, our, is our number one seller in the models by far. So, some of the SP is very good snowboard. It has all the features you would expect uh, to make it a very easy-to-ride snowboard. And that's what's really key about our summit with the XM packages. It takes a, a rider that, you know, say, Gordon, that you know, you and I were both kind of live in the flatlands. For us to go out west and, and learn how to ride right away every year, it takes a bit of effort. The, the summit, the Rev XM, makes it very easy for us to jump on that machine right away. 
ride it, get acclimated to it, and now he's with a ton of energy. And a guy that, that lives out west, like, say, a car Cooster that rides it every day, the advantage for him on the Summit XM is that, quite honestly, it's a less tiring machine to ride. So a very good package overall, and the result of that have been really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, track lengths. Uh, we haven't uh, discussed the track lengths for, the, for these models. Uh, what are your uh, track lengths? Well, our most popular track length is the 154. Um, the U.S. guys seem to buy the 150 more and more because of snow conditions there. Uh, but 152 is growing very fast in popularity. Uh, and I expect really probably in two years from now we'll be talking about 153 being the number one. So we also offer 146. And 146 is quite has faded a bit in, in popularity. That used to be the wrong level. Uh, then 154 came along. People thought that was too long. Now we're seeing more than 174. That's a in, a, in, a, in SD, you can pick up a 146, a 154, or a 163, and the move is definitely towards 154 to 163. We see the longer tracks coming into play more. Right. Okay, um, and the Summit Sport? Uh, the Summit Sport's a value machine for us. Uh, based off the Web XP platform, you really get a lot of machine for a very little bit of money here. Now, this machine does come with a T-motion rear suspension. It does have a flex-edge track on it. So it's got a lot of the features that the Rev XM chassis also got. Um, but you, you buy it at a much, much less power uh, price point. So you look at what you can buy a sled for, it's a huge value. Uh, in a power tech engine, it's a 151 horsepower engine. I mean, that's... And you look at the price you're paying for it, you, a guy can't go wrong here. It's a good choice overall for a brand new sled. You just started in the mountains, you don't have to go to the top end and spend a ton of money to do it. And if you want to, the 600 carb engine is available here too. So your choices are good. Price point, price value. Great. Okay. Um, sticking with the uh, the the mountains here, um, your free ride sleds. Uh, um, they're, uh, they're they're pretty interesting. Well, free ride sleds really kind of a guy that's how you say at the extreme edge. Uh, the guy that really wants to push it hard in the hills. Some guys about exploring and boondocking and really getting in tight spots and going uh, we kind of the free ride is kind of built more on the guy that might want to tend to, to do big drops uh, every once in a while run some bumps and jumps uh, the camera guy maybe more guys in front of the camera more often you know with the impressive drops and the impressive jumps upward so that's kind of where the free ride came in yeah. the heavy duty suspension it's a heavy duty chassis um Guys that were exceeding maybe what the, they thought the shocks and suspensions and chassis would do, this would be an ideal machine for them to look at. Yeah. So we do offer a version that's also available trail-wise too, Bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the, the 137 length on this. You know, it's running in a non-motion. It's, it's got, you know, some of the features that you're going to expect to see out west, but it's also some of the features that you could use in the Midwest too. I guess we're, we're typically oh. used to seeing uh, uh, your models uh, modified with all this... Uh, all these options that you now have standard on on this free ride sled. Well, that's kind of the idea. You know, rather than having a guy buy a sled and then have to go exchange shocks for something that really works well, you know, he's got KWB for forties right out of the box. If that's what he wants, you know, reinforcing stuff he doesn't have to do it. It's already done. So trying to find some value for that guy that really is on the extreme edge. And again, this is a machine that really kind of addresses that. Um, and it also allows you know the, the, the colors are pretty wild on these free rides. Mm -hmm. Statement. You know, and the idea is, hey, you can't miss it. And then, further that, why guys customize it even beyond what we've done. So, yeah, yeah. Kind of cool that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, they, they look nice. Uh, okay, uh, let's uh, let's start uh, getting down to some groomed trail uh, models here. Um, um, so, the GSX series. Um, so, let's talk about uh, the, the, uh, the trails now. Okay, well, we're looking at it with. The trail sleds you know, offer a lot of different options. You've got an MXZ, you've got a little bit longer on the Renegade. Um, but a really you know, popular package for us overall has been GSX packages also. So the GSX, you're using basically an MXZ base. Uh, so you start out with an MXZ, or in some cases, depending on the track length, you could be starting out with a, with a Renegade-type chassis. And the difference is going to be how you tune the shocks. And then you're going to put a few amenities on it, like maybe a bigger windshield, some mirrors, stuff like that. And that's really what a GSX comes down to. It's got all the DNA of an MXZ or Renegade. It's just now we're going to add a few features to it and maybe paint it a little different color. So the, the attitude comes across as a bit different. 
Uh, FC Packages is a guy that's got, he wants everything. He wants performance and technology and refinement. And that's really what that's all about. It's got every accessory on it that you can want. Mm-hmm. LED, uh, again, a lot of luxury features on that vehicle at just a little bit less money. So, you know, it may not have a fancy uh, paint job and graphics on it, what have you, and that's where we save a little bit of uh, money for the guy. It may take off uh, the heated seat, what have you. So, the GSX LED still delivers a great value. It's more of a luxury segment than anything. Uh, GSX FC, when you look at that one, you are going to get the XR platform with that vehicle. It's more about wind protection with that, more than anything. It's 137 inches long on the track, and it is on motion. That's part about this is air control suspension is also part of it. So you get the on-motion length and the on-motion comfort and adjustability that it comes with the air control. So you can adjust the air control suspension to what fits for you. Two of the best features there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. It's, it's top-end without a doubt. Yeah. Again, you're still using a Brembo brake on this one, so it's a performance brake. Um, the seat does change here. The idea is a little bit more comfort. It's a little bit flatter. Uh, so it's a little bit more comfortable on a long ride. It won't be as tall and skinny as you find on an MXE or an aggressive model of the Renegades. Uh, it is heated on the SE version. So you got a little bit of the extra warmth on the vehicle. It's push-button reverse, even if it's a four-stroke motor in it. So we're using an electric servo motor to take care of that. Obviously, electric strike is part of it. It's a higher windshield. It's got a 12-volt power outlet on it. It's got a heated visor outlet on it already. So you're getting kind of the best of everything right out of the box, including a link cargo bag for the back. Um, if anybody's familiar with the link system at all, that's been a huge hit for us because it's so easy to put a tunnel bag or a fuel caddy on that vehicle and then take it on and off instantly once you know the, the mounts are installed. So you can switch back and forth daily on what it is you want there. Okay, engines uh, for the uh, SE. What uh, engines have you got for? So the GSX and the engine, what you got is the choice of what I call our top three motors: 800R E-Tech, 600HO E-Tech, or a 1200 Tech. All of them are very powerful, um, so it's your choice. You want four-stroke or two-stroke power, and, you know, basically how much power do you want out of them in that. Okay, um, do you think we'll see uh, the uh, the Ace Motors in, in this uh, eventually? It's a uh, it's nice, uh, nice engine for, uh, for touring. Well, if you want to get an Ace Motor in this, what you need to do is look at the LE package, because that's where the 900 Ace is at. Yeah. Okay, so... You've got an alley package that's got the 980 in it right out of the box. And again, the, the, the thought behind that is you've got to try and pick and choose where your motors are going to fit best with the, the buying public that you're seeing buying it. And the GSX SE guys uh, seem to have gravitated towards the top end of it. You know, we want a little more power, um, top speed, what have you. So the LEs, uh, we made sure to put the 980 in that one. We know that just spot on for that motor. That's a great package overall. A uh, guy buying a, a GSX LE is going to really appreciate the 900 in that motor, or in that chassis, excuse me, because it's going to give him a great ride, uh, give him great gas mileage, good top speed. Uh, so overall, it's, it's, a, it's a heck of a value on that one, too. Right, yeah. The uh, GSX LE, uh, the, the features on uh, on that slide? Well, when you look at the LE, again, you you use a web access platform in most of the engine choices here. Because you're going to be two-stroke or Ace 900. Now, if you get, choose the uh, 1200, you go to the RevX Auto platform, much like the FC. Again, rear suspension is going to be auto motion on it. Uh, you're going to have a push-button reverse on them. You're going to have a nice RevX PC that's a little bit more comfortable for the longer ride. You know, we got still got a hook handle on these things because again, it's about performance too. These are these are MXZ DNA in these vehicles. They're not. Uh, I would say. We don't change the platform and the overall package because we're going to the GSX. We know that this guy still wants performance. He just wants a few more of the, uh, the nice features that come with that. You get 12 volt power outlet on it. You still get a heated visor for your or heated visor outlet also. So it's right under standard. And the link cargo system is standard on it too. So, although this thing will deliver a great value for the guy that wants a machine that's fully loaded right out of the box, you can choose between a 600 HO motor in it, 1200 Tech motor in it. Or 900 Ace, which is really an ideal fit for this vehicle. Yeah. Okay, when we look at the Grand Touring, you've got a couple different packages here. I should say three different packages. You've got an FE, you got an LE version, and you got a Sport version. Uh, starting looking off at the S- at the FE version, which is you know top of the line, of course. Every possible accessory that we can put on it is pretty much on it to start. So you, you got a RevXR platform, so nice big wide uh, wind protection on it. 
high motion rear suspension, ACS for the rear, so you can you know tailor the ride whether you've got a passenger on back or whether you're riding by yourself. Adjust the wall on the fly right on the handlebar. Um, silent drive system on the track was a feature we brought out uh, a year ago. It, last year it was available only with the 900 motor. This year's silent drive does expand to the other engines also. So it's a track that's a little bit thicker down the center section. Uh, different drive axle on it, drive wheels. The idea is that you know, when you get something as quiet as an Ace 900 motor, what you're hearing most of the time when you go down the trail now is chassis noise. Right. So the, the silent drive system really quiets that down significantly. Um, E-Drive 2 on the, on the drive clutch for the four-stroke motors, TRA for the, uh, the two-stroke motors if you choose to go that route, but FE-wise, you're going to be using the E-Drive. Uh, all the amenities that you want on it, push-button reverse, 12-volt power outlets, visor outlets, there's even a heated boot outlet on the back for the passengers. So they've got an own back there for themselves, too. <laughs> got mirrors on it, got the premium handlebar controls. You know, the gauges that have all the display that you want on it is a, a multi-function gauge, so it's digital and it's an analog sweep. Uh, the new RF desk key is there. So overall, this machine pretty much delivers everything you could possibly want in a two-up sled. It's available with the uh, 1200 Fortec motor only. And, and why would you look at this machine? I mean, keep in mind, it's air-controlled suspension. It's got a heated seat, uh, additional console padding on it, link towel bags, side cases, you know, it's all standard. It's all there, right out of the box. Everything's there in there, yeah. 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 All right, the uh, LE and uh, in sport models. So you the, the LE, and, and what you're going to find here now is you've got nice, a nice long sled that's really got the, you know, two passenger capabilities that you want because you, when you're going to up uh, riding, you need a little bit longer chassis overall. So it's going to have most of the features that the, uh, the FE has got on it. But you're going to get a few more engine choices, too. You're going to get the, eight, the ACE 900 in it. Um, you can choose a 1200 4-tech, a 600 E-tech. You know, so you've got your choices. You can have a little two-stroke power and a couple of four-stroke choices there. Uh, nice thing about that 900 again in this vehicle is the IPC technology in it. So you can flip the throttle lever back and forth for a little more comfort on longer rides. You can also use the, the learning key function. You know, you've got eco mode to choose from or sport mode or standard mode. So you've got a lot of choices with that 900 that fits in this category real well. Uh, Platform-wise, we're using the RevXR platform on it for more wind protection. Suspension is going to be our motion. Um, silent drive system is part of this package on all of them. So it's important to note that, again, the silent, the quiet drive system is on all of our uh, the Grand Twins this year. We use a 5.7 SL ski on uh, the Grand Twins because it's a little bit more comfortable ski. It's not quite as aggressive as the regular 5.7s. If we find the Twins, I really do appreciate that part of it. Mm -hmm. The seat is a 2 plus 1 capable seat. It's a modular seat, so you can't add some room. Uh, to put a third, really, you know, probably a child is really all you can consider for it, but need be, that, that is a, an option that's still there, and I think a lot of people forget about that, but that is an option for us. And, uh, again, wind protection is part of it. Uh, premium premium uh, handlebar control is part of the package there. Get your power outlets for 12 volt, your visor outlet, and your heated boot outlet for the passenger is still included with the LE package even. So, it's got a very complete package overall. And then we jumped on the sport version of this. Again, sport is value. So in, in the sport version, you're looking at 600 Ace as an engine option here. Okay, or a 550 fan. Uh, 600 Ace has been extremely popular for us overall since its introduction. It's really kind of taken over in the utility segment especially because you want that four-stroke power and they want longevity and they want good gas knowledge. So in the Grand Train, the sport segment here, you've got that as an engine choice or a 550 fan. Um, ITC is a big part of that package again. Choose your mode. You can really use the learning key on it. Um, hook handlebars are even standard on the grand track. You can do that. Think about that. Guys got a little extra control there with that. And that's really all I can think about that one. All right. So uh, the workhorses of your lineup, the, uh, the expeditions, uh, what can you tell us about that? The expedition's kind of it's becoming uh, more mainstream, almost uh, it's a crossover between being a utility sled and being uh, a luxury touring sled, too. Uh, we're seeing more and more people buying an expedition for the fact that it does have that versatility. And uh, we expect that trend will probably continue. Only a few we can really say is that when it comes to utility sleds, we have the widest lineup of utility sleds around. And everything from a Tundra, which is a very lightweight, easy-to-maneuver machine, 
uh, designed to get you in the really deep areas in the, in the flatlands, deep snow, backwoods, it's skinny, uh, fits in places a lot of other struggles, but not all up to something like a super wide track, you know, 24 inches wide that just has a huge footprint rotation-wise and can plus stuff like nothing else. So, when it comes to utility sets, we've we, got them covered. If you've got a need, we'll find it within our lineup. Yeah, and you got the uh, the Ace Motors and the uh, the top two uh, models, or the, the uh, LE and the SE. Yeah, without a doubt, the Ace 900 really brings something to this market. Um, these guys are utility users, you know, so it's not about sport. It's more about the fact that we want this to pull, we want this to be reliable, we want this to be long-lived. Uh, torque is important to them. And, and a force truck does a really good motor, a really good job of delivering torque down low and, and pulling packages, so... It makes sense to put the six and nine hundred aces in these vehicles. Yeah, and you get the uh, the added uh, feature of, of extra mileage uh, with with these sleds now, and and these guys that are using these are are going long distances. That and um, if it's a commercial operation, you know, a guy that's a you know during the week he wants to give it to his, his crew to get work done, and then on the weekends he's going to ride it. He's got a learning key option. You know, so that does uh, commercial guys. That's a really nice feature they appreciate. Plus, again, novice riders, it's their first time out, let's give them a chance to learn it without scaring themselves. Yeah. You know, we you know, in green snowboarders uh, that have been riding for years are thinking of performance, performance, performance. We forgot we all grew up on stuff that was very much lower powered than what we're seeing today. So you have to give them an option to learn before they really progress to the, the fast stuff. Great. So, Expedition, again, is a machine that's, that's kind of crossed over between luxury and utility. It's got a lot of amenities on it, and especially like the SE. You know, it's got winches on it, standard. It's got uh, all of the the trouble plugins for your visor, trouble plugin for utility use. Uh, doesn't use an SC5U rear suspension. What that means is a suspension that you're able to back up with easily. You know, it does flip up and uh, articulates at the back. So it's it's truly utility use for that. It's got air control suspension on it. Um, so it's really kind of driven the best of all worlds in a utility type vehicle that can then all also have that extra versatility. So, heavy-duty bumpers, you know, that adds a lot of protection to it. You know, skid plates on a standard, like I said, the worn winch is part of the package, the high-capacity battery on it. Uh, it really does deliver a lot of the niceties that you may not expect in a utility type sled, but again, we're going to the top line now. Okay, we're getting close to the end here. Um... Uh, your your other two sleds here, the the Tundra and the Scandic. Uh, Scandic. Let's uh, let's touch briefly on on those two. So when you're looking at the Tundra again, what you're looking at here is uh, what people refer to as a mechanical snowshoe. The idea behind this is just very lightweight, uh, accessing areas where you don't want to put a lot of uh, pressure down on the ground. You, you want to make sure you can you're, you're nimble. Uh, it has the, the a telescopic strut suspension on front of it, and the reason it does is that you're not dragging anything through the snow. But the idea is ideal flotation, maximum flotation here. And that really does deliver well there. And it's an economical machine to uh, run, operate, and own. So, good machine overall that way. You step to the Scandic side, this is more what we'll call the heavy-duty utility side. But, again, you've got things like a Scandic wide track and a super wide track. So you can go, you know, from a standard 15 wide track all the way up to 20 to a 24-inch wide track. These are really super-duty, heavy-duty machines that are for work. More so than play. And then the features reflect that. You know, it's not, you're not going to find all the niceties you would find on the expedition on a Scandic. Great. Okay, I think we're, uh, we just about covered the, the, the whole lineup. You've got quite a, quite a lineup, I'll tell you. It looks, uh, looks awesome. Well, you know, if you're the number one manufacturer, so there's a reason you got there. It's because you're trying to answer everybody's needs and, and you know, hopefully you've created the right proper segments, uh, to address the needs of that rider. So, for instance, you've got the right mountain sled, you've got the right crossover sled, and you've got the right utility sled. And uh, we pride ourselves. We've been involved in the film industry longer than anybody, and there's a reason for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we wrapped up the sleds. Um, uh, one thing I was going to ask you is uh, some interesting accessories this year. Uh, what have you got in the accessory uh, department that uh, is really interesting and you guys are really, uh, really proud of this year? Well, it comes to accessories. I guess one of the first things that I... I think is really unique for us this year is the Link Ski and Snowboard Rack. Um, ski and snowboarders using snowmobiles to get to backcountry areas is becoming more and more and more popular. And it's, it's obviously, it's, it's become maybe it's described as a poor man's helicopter, snowboard a poor man's helicopter. And the, uh, 
Big Skin Silver Racket is a guy that wants to use a snowmobile to access really remote backcountry areas. A pretty easy way to do it. Pretty effective way to do it. Um, in addition to that, we've got a new uh, cargo box. It's a rigid cargo box that for the guy that wants a lot of storage room and wants to protect what's in it. It's a pretty effective, uh, mis- it's a pretty effective method for doing that. Yeah. you got two different uh, sizes. Uh, you got the what? 10 liter and, and uh, 19 liter uh, uh, storage boxes. Yeah, the link system itself, obviously, you know, with fuel caddies on there, it's, it's, uh, number one selling accessory probably has got to be either the, the tunnel bag or the fuel caddy. Link system makes that so, so easy to change back and forth to whatever you need to use that day. Uh, really, people really do appreciate that fact. Uh, there's a new handguard signature light kit. So the, the transparent handguard this year is pretty cool. But what's really cool about it is you can add an LED light system to it. That really offers a signature like you see in the automotive world these days. So it really does look pretty cool. And, and you know, I think people are going to, when they see that on the trail, are going to go, wow, that is a neat statement. It's something that I want on my sled. Actually, I have, I have uh, seen it on the trail, and it, it does uh, do quite a job. Yep, yep. Uh, handguard mirrors, we've got, we offer mirrors that fold up into the handguards there for the guy when he wants to use it, flips the mirror out when he doesn't want it, he flips it back in. Uh, we've got extensions for those handguards. We've got really heavy-duty bumpers. Uh, they should have also offering for the uh, utility sleds. So you guys can use a, a standard, like a, we've got a heavy-duty bumper that, you know, really offers a guy a chance to use a standard drawbar, the two-inch drawbar that you see on a pickup truck. You know, so you've got that same kind of a mounting system for accessories on our utility sleds this year, which makes things really easy. It's got a multi-mount winch that can be plugged into several different areas on the snowmobile to, you know, let's say you're, you're pulling something with the winch or you have to pull yourself out with the winch. Now, this thing is a multi-mount, so you can move it to where it needs to be moved on the snowmobile. Uh, also, a multi-purpose GPS mount. So we had a really neat system for mounting GPSs if you had a RevXS or a RevXM. This one now gives you the option to mount a GPS if you've got a RevXR or an XP. So it's, it's a little bit more versatile, and you can mount a GPS easily on those machines where you couldn't before. Great. That cleans that up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the mountain guy, something that you might really appreciate, Tunnel-mounted ice scratchers are part of the package last year, but this year we came with real mounted ice scratchers. So ice scratchers are big for us all around. We've got them for MXZs and Renegades this year, where we didn't have them last year. So if you're in bad conditions, I say icy conditions in Ontario, a guy can take a tunnel-mounted ice scratcher, mount it on a sled, drop that in when he needs it, puts it back up when he doesn't need it, and it can be used in reverse. So it's truly really a complete, well thought out. Uh, and that's really key to it, is, is well thought out, the ice scratchers on that vehicle. So, got both rail mountain and tunnel mountain there. The rail mountain is probably much more popular in, in the mountain use, uh, whereas the tunnel mountain would be more popular in the, in the flatland use. Uh, we also offer RAS2 front suspension kits. So if a guy wants to update his older vehicle, he can put a RAS2 front suspension on it with this kit. And it's very reasonably priced, includes the shocks, so it's complete. That's nice. Yeah, that's good. That's great. I'm sure a lot of people want to update their uh, their older uh, older sleds. That, that that's a great uh, option. Okay. Um, I think we're we've covered everything here. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is uh, okay. So you got the upcoming uh, race season coming up. Um, what's uh, what do you what is uh, Skidoo got plans? Uh, you got uh, a couple of new riders this year. You got uh, a new kid, uh, Lincoln Lemieux. Uh, looks like he's uh, going to be on your uh, product full time. Uh, what else you got going on with the, the race teams and, uh, and race season? Well, we'll do a full announcement on the racing season at Hay Days, um, which is typical for us. We'll also unveil the new, the new race sled there. But you know, racing-wise, so far, what we know is you know, Lincoln Lemieux is joining Shearing Motorsports. Uh, and that's, uh, I think, a great move for Lincoln and a great move for Shearing. I mean, it's a young star that's really willing to work hard, and I think you're going to see a great dedication out of Lincoln moving forward. So he's going to be one to watch. He's joining Tim Trumpway there. Uh, over at uh, Warner Racing, we had a change there with uh, John, uh, John Stenberg is now going to join Johan Lidden over there. So we have two strong uh, Scandinavian pros running out of that trip. I think that's going to be uh, worthwhile. Both those guys are very dedicated riders, very hardcore riders. Uh, Boss Racing, I think we're still beginning uh, their finalized with their, their lineup's going to be for next year, and we'll know more about that in eight days. But again, three good, strong uh, teams there for us going into the season in the ISOC series. Uh, races throughout the rest of the world. Uh, again, we'll finalize a lot of those deals getting into A days, and we'll make make an announcement there, especially for your fans. I think uh, CSRA guys are guys that want to really, you know, know what's going on in that circuit. So, yeah, we'll finalize some deals that are still in the works right now. 
over the summer months, and we'll we'll make that announcement come uh, come September. Great. That's uh, look forward to that. Uh, look, uh, look forward to seeing uh, Skidoo's back on the top box, uh, top of the box this uh, this year in 2015. Yeah, we had some bad luck last year with some injuries. Uh, which you know, unfortunately, in racing it does happen. But uh, those injuries really played uh, negatively into our results last year on the ISAC circuit. And but we did have some good success though too. I mean, uh, look at the World Championship. Adam and I won over there. It uh, was very successful with the Skidoo over there, and, and they competed against mainly. Uh, a lot of times the competition was on set with the links from BRP over there. Yeah. So good good results over there in Europe for us. And uh, I expect that we'll continue over there. We we see a lot of strength out of Europe with the ski race team over there and it's growing in popularity for those guys. So again it's been good. But also there are there are some successes to talk about. We had great races in uh, some other areas. You know, we've been strong across countries for a few years now too. You see us winning uh, like Iron Dog. Last year we didn't win it but we were definitely in the top section of it. We had more top finishes than anybody else in the year before. We just dominated in that race. So that Kane's Quest has been a good deal. So overall, our race, our race effort continues to do well, and I think you'll see some more improvements for this year. Okay, that sounds great. That's uh, that's a ton of information for the, this podcast, uh, Steve, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, giving, uh, giving our listeners a, a complete uh, uh, update on the on the new uh, Skidoo models, and um, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure everybody's going to appreciate this. So I want to thank you for coming on all the way from uh, your Minnesota today, right? Yep, Minnesota today. I really appreciate you guys to uh, talk with us and uh, the chance to talk with you about it. So any other questions, good. You know where to reach me, bud. Yeah, okay. I uh, look forward to uh, talking to you in the future. And I uh, look forward to riding with you in the future, too. <laughs> That's always more fun than talking, isn't it? Yeah, it is, for sure. So I know you do your best work on the trail. <laughs> all right, bud. Thanks. All right, you take care, Steve. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Bye. This concludes this episode of the Snowmobiling Podcast. I want to thank Media Relations PR Manager Steve Cowing of Skidoo. And uh, if you like this episode, uh, please uh, subscribe uh, to Snowmobiling Podcast through our iTunes uh, uh, platform or uh, Snowmobiling Podcast Facebook page. All the episodes are on there. Click the download and uh, take these uh, episodes with you uh, on your drive uh, through uh, your travels. And uh, I hope you enjoy them. I'd uh, really like to hear your comments. And uh, this is Gordon Van, your host of Snowmobiling Podcast. Till next time, thank you very much.